You're listening to the Eastern Cropcast, powered by Bayer. And welcome to the Eastern Cropcast. It's great to have you on board for our first episode. I'm David Cousins. The idea behind the show is simple, to bring you the latest news and innovation in the world of agriculture from paddocks across Eastern Australia. We'll be speaking with our field staff to see how conditions look in paddocks from those who know best. We'll also keep an eye on long-term climate trends with the Bureau of Meteorology and bring you a feature interview each time too. This episode, we are very pleased to be joined by Martin Gruss, Global Head of Bayer Seed Growth, to talk about the Australian market in a global context. More on that shortly. Firstly, let's find out more about a brand new seed treatment product from Bayer, which is set to make an impact in the marketplace. To do that, we are joined now by Victorian Customer Advisory Representative, Gus Calder. Thanks for joining us, Gus. Thanks, Dave. Great to be on here. Gus, some very exciting news just recently around Bayer's new broad-spectrum fungicidal seed treatment, Evergoal Energy. Tell us more. Yes, this news is hot off the press. I'm very pleased to say that Evergoal Energy is now registered across wheat, barley, oats and triticale and well and truly in time for the 2019 season. For those that aren't aware of it, Evergoal Energy is our new seed treatment and fungicide that will replace Evergoal Prime. It builds on the strengths of Evergoal Prime, particularly in regards to Rhizoctonia root rot and loose smut, but importantly covers a much broader disease spectrum and has a much better formulation too. Evergold Energy contains three fungicide active ingredients, which means it also has very good activity against pythium root rot and the early stages of crown rot. As a result, it offers a stronger protection or stronger than the previous options that grain growers have had across a whole range of root, crown and seed-borne diseases. So for next season, Evergold Energy will be a very versatile and cost-effective option for cereal crops. We're pretty pumped that growers can soon see what it has to offer for themselves in their own paddocks. Well, thanks for telling us all about Evergoal Energy, Gus. We appreciate you joining us today on the Eastern Cropcast. And in fact, we look forward to hearing from you again in just a couple of minutes about how things are going in Victoria. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Victorian Customer Advisory Representative, Gus Calder. Before we head into the paddock, let's check in on the three-monthly climate forecast from the Bureau of Meteorology. This report was released by the Bureau on the 13th of September 2018. Here's Senior Hydrologist Dr Robert Pippinich. Hi there and welcome to the Bureau's mid-month outlook for October to December. Looking at Australia's major climate drivers, the El Nino Southern Oscillation remains neutral. However, models indicate a shift towards El Nino during spring. The Indian Ocean Dipole is also neutral, with a chance of it also shifting towards a positive phase in the coming months. The potential for these drivers to develop is influencing the outlook, where large parts of Australia are likely to be drier than average from October to December. However, there is no strong indication of either wetter or drier than average conditions for areas along the eastern seaboard. Looking at stream flows, the outlook is for mostly low flows across the country from September to November, particularly in the east. This is largely the result of low rainfall and dry soils over recent months. Near median and high flows are likely to occur in the north and the southwest of the continent. The temperature outlook for October to December indicates warmer than average days and nights are likely for most of Australia. This warmth combined with the drier than usual conditions during this spring to early summer period is likely to increase bushfire risk and unfortunately exacerbate drought conditions in eastern Australia. Thanks for joining us and keep an eye out for our end of month outlook to be released on the 27th of September. 
And thanks to senior hydrologist Dr Robert Pippinich and the Bureau of Meteorology for that three monthly climate forecast. And that website again for the latest weather and climate information is www.bom.gov.au. You're listening to the Eastern Cropcast, powered by Bayer. Still to come on this episode, we're going to check in with the global head of Bayer seed growth, Martin Gruss, who I was able to catch up with when he was in Australia recently. Now, though, it's time to check in with our customer advisory representative team, who provide all the technical advice for clients in the field. Firstly, let's head to southern New South Wales, where Gus McLennan is standing by to tell us how things are looking in his patch as of mid-September. Oh, hi Dave. Um, here in southern New South Wales, as far as conditions are concerned, we've got a real mixed bag at the moment. In the eastern Riverina and the southwest slopes, kind of around Wagga, uh, Young, Cootamundra and out to Tamora, things look pretty good actually. We've had some recent rain over the last couple of weeks and that's given crops a bit of a kick along. Um, west out to Griffith and north from Forbes onwards, really things look fairly dire and there's some tough decisions to be made out there whether to um, try and take some struggling crops through to grain or cut them for hay if there's enough bulk or um, alternatively just turn the livestock in on them. So um, some tough tough period for a lot of people uh, in the bush at the moment as has been well publicised. Um, but here in the south where things are looking a little better, we're still fielding a few questions regarding some late season weed control options. Um, precept and velocity have been very um, popular due to their soft nature on the crop. Uh, people not wanting to knock around crops that have endured uh, long dry periods and a lot of frost. Um, we're also getting, which is linked to the dry conditions, a lot of plant back questions. Um, with a dry, cold winter, uh, there hasn't been a lot of microbial activity and therefore breakdown of herbicides will have been limited. And with those wanting to take the opportunity to get some something in the ground in spring for some summer feed, then um, that's a really big consideration that has to be taken into account. So uh, fielding a lot of questions regarding um, recropping intervals with some of our products. The growers should be mindful of that as well as consultants, obviously, and um, you should just give us a call if you have any queries regarding any of our products with regard to that. Um, there's a few field days on. There's a few being cancelled due to uh, the dry conditions, but there are still a few happening. Uh, Hart Brothers Field Day is on on the 10th of October. Uh, Baker Seeds Field Day is on at the 19th, and that'll be a good one because we've got a, uh, an inoculated Evergoal Energy trial in there, which is looking really good. And um, yeah, then there'll be your usual uh, New South Wales DPI um, NVT field days too, where, where possible. So there's still a bit happening in the south in particular. Um, but that's about, about all from this area. Uh, I might hand over now to Gus Calder in Victoria. Thanks, Gus. Well, it's definitely a mixed bag here in Victoria with a combination of dry conditions and now stem frost, meaning plenty of crops are expected to be cut for hay shortly in the north of the state. But at the other end of the spectrum, there are many crops with a lot of potential still, particularly in the southwest and parts of the Wimmera. On the trials front, we have plenty of work happening right across the state with a big focus on our new cereal seed treatment, Evergold Energy, which will be available for the coming season. We have trial sites at Baker Seeds at Rutherglen, with Birchip Cropping Group at Ultima in the Valley, and at Southern Farming Systems near Geelong at their Inverley site. We're seeing some really promising results on Rhizoctonia, Pythium and Crown Rot in both wheat and barley in those trials. 
We're also doing some work at the moment investigating the effectiveness of our current canola fungicides in reducing the impact of upper canopy infection of blackleg, which is really topical here in parts of Victoria this season. Also, I just wanted to flag a couple of key field days coming up in the third week of October for anyone that's interested in getting along. We have the Southern Farming Systems AgriFocus Day on the 17th of October, which is always a fantastic event, and the Baker Seeds Field Day shortly after that on the 19th. We'll be at both of these field days to take people through our trial work and have a chat about Evergol Energy, Aviator Expo, and a few other things happening with Bayer. And that's all I have here in Victoria, so let's head across the border now to Tim Murphy in South Australia. Thanks for that, Angus. The cropping season in South Australia has continued to be a tricky one. In general, with a dry start and low in crop rains, growers are looking at a below average yield, even if spring rains do fall. It's only the high commodity prices that will make this season bearable. The 2018 season has seen growers change their cropping mix, barley plantings up and canola and some pulses down. With the increase in barley plantings, the number of incidents of loose smut being reported has increased. This may be something to remember when selecting varieties for next season. On saying that, trial work this season has indicated that Evergold Energy's label claim for loose smut control in barley is more than justified. Questions from the field recently also include fungicide spraying. There seems to be some confusion around Aviator X-Pro in chickpeas. Recent label changes now allow for the application of Aviator X-Pro to chickpeas up to the late flowering stage. This allows for good control of Ascochyta late into the growing season. I've also been asked about Septoria triticide control in wheat. The rains in July resulted in some wheat crops experiencing a level of septoria triticide, but of late, dry conditions have seen the disease slow down. Don't forget it's still around and can do damage to the top leaves if conditions turn favourable. Let's hope the rains turn up, but before the harvesters come out of the shed. Thanks, and back to you Dave. Thanks Tim. Tim Murphy reporting in from South Australia, one of our Customer Advisory Representative or CAR team members. If you want to get in touch with the CAR for your patch, head to www.crop.bayer.com.au and click on Contact Us at the top of the page. And don't forget you can also keep in touch with Bayer 24-7 on social media too. Follow at Bayer4CropsAU on Twitter, that's B-A-Y-E-R, the number four, C-R-O-P-S-A-U. Well, I'm really excited for you to meet our last guest on this first ever episode of the Eastern Cropcast. His name is Martin Gruss, and he is Global Head of Bayer Sea Growth. While based in Germany, Martin was not only out in Australia recently for the International Seed Federation World Seed Congress, which is when we were able to catch up with him, but he also actually has a pretty strong history with Australia. We'll find out more about that in a moment. To start with, Martin explains how important the Australian seed treatment market is to Bayer from a global perspective. Yeah, Australia for us is uh, in the top 10, so it's the eighth spot for us. So that's uh, quite an important market, especially it's interesting because we have a variety of, of crops here that we look at, uh, especially canola is a big crop from the seed treatment side, uh, but also corn and uh, the big areas uh, of cereals 
that uh, we have had uh, and have uh, good business in Australia and also looking uh, that there's very progressive farmers who look also for innovations that we are able to bring to Australia regularly. And of course, industry partnerships are critical for a business like yours. Uh, and if we look just at the ISF conference that's just happened is a perfect example of that engagement between BASC growth and industry. Tell us how important those partnerships are. So strategic, but also the operational, the on the ground day to day. What does it mean? Yeah, for us, uh, corporations are uh, the key of our business. I mean, that's where we're engaging uh, in the ISF Congress because that's where all the competence of the seed globally comes together every year at the end of May and or, or June, this time in Brisbane. So that's where you uh, meet uh, the seed companies, you meet uh, these uh, suppliers of equipment, you see the suppliers of seed uh, treatment uh, products like like we do so that's also al- always a chance uh, to uh, uh, catch up with uh, corporations partners but also customers uh, that are the, the seed companies as well but you cannot do everything by yourself and that's why we had at one of the isf congresses where i say you never work alone you always have to work with somebody else you work with your customer because you want to know understand what his needs are but you also work on cooperation partners because they might have uh, uh, products or components that you need to offer also then a full solution at the end and is that what you mean when you say that you are partners in growth with industry yeah, we in our name have this. Uh, I mean, buyer seed growth, uh, and uh, this year we talked about uh, partner and growth, and that's on the one side when we look at the grower saying we want that your seed and your field and crop thrives and growth because that means uh, for him income uh, on a good yield or on a good quality. But we are many customers uh, who are. Uh, seed companies so they are business partners so we also look at how can we create uh, value through our seed applied technologies to uh, improve and enhance uh, the, the seed so that he can get value for his seed and create value and growth or growth in his, his business so that's what we combine also uh, the the yield effects but also the business effects so that's why we want to be partner growth to develop uh, a growing business and we're here at pacific seeds in toowoomba today again a good example i suggest of what you're talking about Exactly. I'm aware of uh, many years that the colleagues here work together with Pacific Seeds and uh, looking for the right uh, application, the right uh, uh, application technology, maybe coatings uh, that are fitting for the different uh, crops and, and seeds and varieties. And when you work with a customer like Pacific Seeds, you understand as well what the different needs are and that there are uh, varieties that uh, react differently. So you have to adapt also your uh, package and your treatment offers for that. Fantastic. And Martin, to finish with, uh, your trip to Australia is sort of a homecoming. Uh, tell us why. What's your history with our country? 
Yeah, within my close to 40 years uh, with Bayer in the crop protection industry, I spent uh, three and a half years here in Australia and Sydney at that time. I was responsible for the crop protection business in Australia and New Zealand. And it's really great to come back now after 20 years. I left in 1998 to see the great advances in the uh, Australian agriculture and how much these uh, innovative uh, growers and the agriculture industry have brought this uh, forward. So I'm very proud about to see that and have been part of that for three and a half years. Absolutely. Thanks for your time and enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you very much. Well, that's all for this first episode of the Eastern Cropcast, powered by Bayer. We'd love your feedback. Tell us what you want more of on the program. And don't forget to keep in touch with Bayer online at www.crop.bayer.com.au or on social media. Follow at Bayer for Crops AU on Twitter. That's B-A-Y-E-R, the number four, C-R-O-P-S-A-U. We'll catch you next time.